Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the month of November. I cannot believe it. Can you believe that we are just weeks away from Thanksgiving and Christmas and I have not done one bit of shopping? (laughs) I don't know what happened. I blinked and we're at the holidays. So I'm going to focus this month on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health, this connection of mind, body, spirit, because we are all of those and we need to tend to all of those. So all month we're going to be looking at different aspects of how we can really go into the holidays and then the new year in the best possible mental, emotional, physical, and most importantly, spiritual shape. So I am so excited about my guest today. This is Jen Ludwig, and she's going to talk to us about embracing Advent. We're going to gather around her kitchen table, as it were, around her Advent wreath, and we're going to learn how embracing Advent helps us to slow down and to step away from stress and to trade our worry for God's peace and how to choose joy. Jen holds degrees from Pepperdine and UCLA, and she serves as a worship leader, and she's a songwriter. She's a passionate Jesus follower, a wife and mother of two teens. And this episode is full of hope and some practical tips to help us celebrate Christmas stress-free. You can follow Jen during the holiday season on Instagram at Embracing Advent. You can also check out her seven-day devotional. And if you've been listening for a while, you know now that Season 5 is sponsored by AGTS Assemblies of God Theological Seminary and Evangel University, where I am actually attending school. I went back to school. I'm in graduate school pursuing my Master's of Leadership and Ministry, and I'm absolutely loving it. So if you want to take your ministry and your life to the next level, what better gift to give yourself this Christmas season than to visit agts.edu and learn how the experienced scholars at AGTS can equip and empower you for your Christ-centered service. So let's get ready to embrace Advent. Are you ready? Here's Jen Ludwig. All right, guys. Well, I know we're in fall, but you want to lean in for my conversation with my guest, Jen Ludwig, today because Christmas is just around the corner. I know some of you are already counting the days. Some of you already put your tree up. I don't know who you are, but somebody out there put their tree up. But Mm -hmm. Jen is going to help us know how to experience Advent and embrace Advent. And maybe Mm -hmm. for you, this is so new. So Jen, welcome. I am so glad that you are here today on the Make Life Matter podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Even our brief conversation uh, before we went live, I just uh, love the opportunity to be talking about Advent and helping people prepare for Christmas. Oh, well, I celebrate Advent. I've had an Advent calendar. I've had one of those mm-hmm. Advent, um, we, we've done the wreath and I've the had like almost a, it's like a clock, but it op- every door opens mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. day. And so yeah. I just think it's a beautiful way to celebrate um, Christmas mm-hmm. season, but it might be new for some people. Yep. So just let's just start by what is Advent? What does it mean? And how yeah. did this come to be such a passion of yours? Yeah. So how it came to be a passion of mine probably has started, it grew when I had young children. Okay. Um, my kids right now, I actually sent my first off to college uh, just a few months ago. And um, I just noticed that the holidays can so often become a struggle Yeah. that um, even though we are well-intentioned and excited and have so many 
things that we're doing to point us toward Christmas, sometimes all of those things end up actually being a distraction. Yeah. And um, we find that we go through the entire month of December and then we miss the main point, which is celebrating Jesus. Mm, right. I was telling a friend the other day that it's almost like um, the you know, the day after Thanksgiving, we get thrown into a river and it's like the current and the rapids kind of tossle us about between Black Friday and Christmas yes. Day. So and then we get like spit out on the banks on December 26th. And we're like, what, what happened? Like, <laughs> that's so true. You know, it's like, and that's not what, what I desire. It's never been, even my friends who um, are doing good things. It's not their desire, but it's sort of what happens. Mm, it if does. We're not yeah. Intentional. yeah that's um, so the Advent season provides a framework and a way to be intentional about how we prepare for Christmas. Mm, so for, for those in your audience who don't know um, what Advent is at all, most people are kind of familiar with this idea that you mentioned of like an Advent calendar, right? right? So maybe growing up, you know, I always remember these, these paper calendars with a beautiful wintry scene or a manger scene, and you open little doors every day from December 1st through the 25th, and it's like a countdown to Christmas. Mm, right. And this is actually really exploited. Like even Target now, like you can get advent calendars with socks in them and jewelry in them oh, wow. or, or candy. I love I am a big Trader Joe's fan here in California. They always have chocolate ones. They make great teacher mm. gifts. Um, but it's always been looked at as sort of this countdown. But in the liturgical church calendar, you mentioned an Advent wreath. Um, the Advent season is actually the four weeks before Christmas. Okay. So Advent always begins on the fourth Sunday before Christmas, usually just after Thanksgiving. Mm. That means this year it will be Sunday, November 27th. Okay. And Advent, the word Advent comes from the Latin word for coming. Mm. So Advent is meant to be a time when we are looking toward the coming of Christ into the world, yes. Christmas day, our celebration, when we are looking forward mm. to his second coming, when he will come again. That's right. But it's also a time that we can look for the ways that he is speaking to us and coming into our hearts and coming into our lives right now. And that is actually what is most poignant to me is that, is that timing of like, what is God doing right now in this season? How does he want to speak to me? And those four weeks um, reflect on four themes. You mentioned an Advent wreath. A lot of people will have calendars, on, uh, not calendars, candles yes, on, yes, their, yes. on their table. Yeah. We, we put them on our dining room table. And then you have four calendars that represent these four weeks. And those are hope, peace joy, and love. Mm. Those are the promises God has for us, his hope, mm. his peace, his joy, and his love. And um, whether or not you attend a liturgical church, when I became more familiar with Advent in this sense, these idea of these four weeks, I was at a church in college that really focused on these themes in the worship, in the preaching, um, whether or not that's part of like your Sunday morning worship, mm. I still think it can be a powerful time of preparation as we look toward Christmas day. I agree. I love it. And that's why we're airing it now because mm -hmm. I want to get a chance to get her book. Her book is embracing Advent mm. and I walked through it really fast in preparation for yeah. podcast, but now I'm excited to go through daily each day and just 
just even my fast read of it, Jen, it's beautiful. And it's, it really, you can feel the way it slows us down just as Mm -hmm. I'm reading and shifts our perspective. You kind of had a trifold approach there. He, he has already come. Jesus has come Mm -hmm. into the world, Mm -hmm. going to come again. And then Mm -hmm. how are we inviting him to be present in our situation and our life? And Mm -hmm. it's a heart posture. It's a mind shift. It's a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful way to, um, to, to have more intentionality in the way that we celebrate Christmas rather than just it's Christmas Eve, it's Christmas day. We open our presents. We maybe read, read the nativity story, you know, around the tree. And those are great things, but Mm -hmm. it can be so much more. It can be so much richer and I love your, your even verb to encourage us to embrace it. This is an embracing of mm-hmm. Advent. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you how embracing Advent helps us slow down because you sure. encourage us, listen, this is going to help you to, to step away from stress, which we all yep. could use yep. and it's a refocusing tool. So how yep. does Advent and embracing Advent do that for us? Yeah. So I love the word you used intentionality mm-hmm. because, um, even those of us with uh, maybe best intentions at the start can make all sorts of plans, but then we start going through the motions on those plans and kind of forget why we're doing it. Forget the, the, the real focus of being the celebration. So we need to make a little bit of time every day to refocus, to remind ourselves of that intentionality. Um, I relate to this, especially because I am a doer. Like that is a hundred percent my personality. I relate to Martha. She's my girl, right? Like that is who um, I, I, when I, I see myself in her in the Bible. Yeah. And so if it's okay with you, I'd actually love to share the, the oh, story please. Yes. of Mary and Martha. Read. Yes. Yes. And so I love this version. It's from the Phillips paraphrase. Okay. And I just love how it tells the story. This is Luke 10 verses 38 to 42. It says, as they continued on their journey, Jesus came to a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him to her house. She had a sister by the name of Mary who settled down at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was very worried about her elaborate preparations. And she burst in saying, Lord, don't you mind that my sister has left me to do everything by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. Hmm. But the Lord answered her. Martha, my dear, you are worried and bothered about providing so many things. Only a few things are really needed, perhaps only one. Mary has chosen the best part, and you must not tear it away from her. So Jesus comes to this house, and these sisters have an opportunity to be with him. Yeah. But Martha gets caught up in all the preparations in order to make that wonderful thing happen. Yeah. Um, and so in doing that, and I believe her intentions were good, right? Jesus is in my house. I need to clean up. I need to put out some food. I need to make this special. Right. But in her doing that, she's missing out on the best part, just getting to be with him. So I think that happens a lot to us too. I think that there is a part of us. And, and when I say us, I mean, all of us, believers and non-believers. I think that there is a part of us when we come into the holiday season that is longing for that silent night, who is longing for the candlelight and the precious time with family and the carols and the church services. But in our own efforts to like capture those things, Mm. 
we miss out. Yeah. Right. And whether it's trying to do things relationally or whether it's trying to do things with our gift giving, how we give our gifts, choosing our gifts, crafting, or even serving at church, that the whole season can fly by without us ever sitting at Jesus's feet. Because we're so busy trying to make it special because we know it's special and we want it to be special, but in our doing, Mm. in trying to make it special, we miss just being with him. That's good. So I know that you are focusing this month on body, mind, and soul. Yeah. And these things are all related. And part of that soul care and part of that being with Jesus means doing some physical things, mm. whether that is looking at the calendar in advance and choosing the things you're going to say yes to and choosing the things you're going to say no to, you know, before Thanksgiving, this is a great time to say what is really important. And so, you know, sometimes, and again, I speak often to um, moms with young children, because I think that is one of the craziest seasons of Christmas, but I'm moving into a new season myself, which is another time to reevaluate. What are the things that we do as a family? What are the things that I do in my own personal faith that um, are meant to draw me close to Jesus at Christmas? And what are the ones I need to focus in on? What are the ones I maybe need to let go of? Um, But just a re-looking at those things to make sure I know why I'm doing it, to to just remind myself even, why am I doing the things that I do? And so there's this real tie between, you know, the physical, um, the gift giving, like, why am I giving gifts? We're giving gifts as a, as an honor of a birthday, but whose birthday is it? Like the focus should be on the birthday boy. Right. Right. Um, but, but we can't separate these things out from each other. Just a really quick side note. Um, I know that you were talking about body, mind, and soul this month. And when I was looking back at the Mary and Martha packet passage, you know, it is immediately um, juxtaposed to the New Testament, Jesus saying, you know, our greatest call is to the love of the Lord, our God, mm. with our heart, mind, and soul. Mm. Um, so in any case, stepping away, refocusing, um, and in particular, um, just doing that um, through some sort of quiet time, through some sort of um, time where you choose to sit at Jesus's feet mm. during the Advent season. I love it. And the book is such a beautiful guide for that because each day is not really long. It's a couple of yep. pages. Mm-hmm. So you've broken these four themes into weeks where mm-hmm. we have a short devotional every day that leans into one of those particular aspects. I know we can't talk about all four in detail, yeah. but I would like to ask a couple of things that really resonated with me as I went through this Sure, and it's beautiful. It's embracing Advent. So what, why I wanted to go ahead and air this now guys. And I know you're like, I haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet. Right. right. Comically, Jen, I have said to my husband before, why are Thanksgiving and Christmas so close together? Like we always fight about what meal to have on Thanksgiving because it's just the same meal we do again at, you know, at Christmas. Uh-huh. Like, I wish they could be spread apart because it does feel like it just all comes at one time. And, and that is actually a unique um, U.S. predicament because we used to live in the U.K. and they don't okay. celebrate Thanksgiving. And oh. Christmas starts coming up in November. I have friends that are missionaries in the Philippines. Christmas is up in September. Oh, <laughs> but you are right. It, and it 
and it has become, um, you know, the shopping holiday as well. Not only do we have Thanksgiving, but the next day is Black Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's a blur. And it's, it's, it's it just, blur. and then it's December and, and it does, everything starts up and it's not just the holiday celebrations of Christmas itself. There's year end deadlines for work. That's There's right. holiday parties for kids at school or for work. There are lots of things that happen at the end of the year, yeah. which make us have to take that time yes. to set it, to set apart, you know? Well, when I interviewed Pastor Mark Batterson, um, his book, Win the Day, one of the things he mm-hmm. talks about is habit stacking and oh, yeah. a habit you already do and stacking something with it so that consistency becomes easier, developing a yeah. habit becomes easier. So I would encourage people, and you might have a better suggestion, Jen, but like if you have your morning coffee or if you have, you know, a ritual, a a time in your day that you already do something, it's not going to take you more than five to 10 minutes to read per section each day, Mm -hmm. you know, habit stack it with something you already do. And I would just leave space then for how the Lord is going to speak to, to, to guide you in some new practices for Christmas, because it doesn't have to be a blur. That's what we're saying today. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I love even in the passage that you shared, Jen, that even though Martha maybe lost her way there for a minute in her, in her rush, she welcomed him in. And that struck me when you read that Martha welcomed him in. And so Mm -hmm. that's our starting place. Welcome Jesus Mm -hmm. into the season, Mm -hmm. but even in the welcoming, then we can get so distracted and so frantic and frenzied that we miss the whole point of why we welcomed him in in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I love what you just said about the habit stacking because, um, so for me, I am a morning person. Okay. The um, habit that I would never miss is having my coffee. Right. right. (laughs) So when I come down in the morning, it's actually on a timer. My coffee is hot and ready. Ready. I grab a cup of coffee. I have the same chair I sit in every morning. That is my time to meet with the Lord, to read, to reset, to reflect, to pray. And I strongly encourage our friends to find a time and a place and a tool that they are going to use um, repeatedly because back to mind, body, and soul, our body gets used to those rhythms, right? So as soon as I settle into my chair with my hot cup of coffee, I know this is my time with the Lord. That's right? good. So, and it's not for everybody. Um, I know people who are not morning people and their time is at the end of the day. Like when everything is done, when the house is settled, like they might go to their room or to a study and that is their time to end their day with reflection. It might be for a working person that lunchtime is a great time to step away and reset. And so every day at lunch, you take a walk and you take that time and you reflect and you meet with the Lord in that time. But I really strongly believe that finding the time and the place and the tool and using it every day at the same time is really, really helpful and and really productive because you get into those rhythms, you get into those habits. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing like, I'm going to set aside, like, think about this now, like, and if you have to put little reminder on your calendar, you know, this time of day, this is like my date with the Lord. Um, And knowing what you're going to use. I would love if people found embracing Advent 
helpful as a devotional, but it might be just reading through the birth narratives. It might be another devotional. That is not the top priority that I want to share today. The top priority I want to share is finding Mm. that time, finding that place, because God has these gifts for us, this hope joy, peace, and love. They are gifts. And if you think about them as gifts that he's holding out to us, Mm. we still need to receive them. That's right. We still need to find the time to, to meet with him. And I love the first week of Advent, the reflection on holding onto hope. Okay. Mm. So hope that word for hope in the old Testament is Kava. And it is the same word that is translated as weight. And so I think the most important thing we can do during the Advent season is find time to wait on the Lord, find time to wait quietly. Um, We are waiting to celebrate his birth. We are waiting for his return and we're waiting to see what he has for us in that day. It says in Lamentations chapter three, and this is where we find that word kavah, the Lord is good to those who hope in him. Mm. So the Lord is good to those who wait on him. To those who seek him, it is good to wait quietly for the Lord to save. Mm. And as a doer, waiting to me (laughs) doesn't feel like I'm I'm doing something. (laughs) It doesn't feel like I'm I'm being productive. But it is so important to build in that time. Otherwise, all the other doing um, isn't productive. That's right. Right. And I feel like embedded in Advent, Jen, is hope that in spite of all that we might see this side of heaven, he is the hope, our hope of heaven, our hope of his presence. Mm -hmm. And so connecting that to waiting, hope implies I'm waiting for the, I may not have seen the promise yet or fulfilled. Mm -hmm. We live in the, you know, in the now, but not yet uh, of Mm -hmm. this tension that we hold. And so holding on to hope implies that we're waiting and we're waiting with expectancy Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. who he is and what he's going to do, not only now, but when he comes again. So Mm -hmm. um, just that, that daily reminder. And I love that you said, it doesn't matter when you do it, just do it morning. And it doesn't have to be long. That's right. Find a time, find a place and find a tool. Those are such great. And I go through a different devotional every year at Christmas. I'm always mm-hmm. looking, I've done Max Lucado. I've done mm-hmm. uh, Liz Curtis Higgs, uh, women of Christmas. And, and this year I'm going to go back through yours, but in a much more you know deliberate way, reading it every day, that. opposed to like a fast read. I'm honored. <laughs> I would encourage everyone to go through and get it. And, um, I don't know if you're doing this, Jen, but it'd be wonderful to even have you guide us through it, maybe on a Facebook group or something, just because oh. I feel like sometimes we just need that accountability. And maybe you're listening, you just get a copy for you and a friend and say, would you walk through this yeah. and like experience Advent with me this year? I think it's going to also not only awaken us to a new way of experiencing Christmas, but it's going to give us some of those practical tools. And so instead of us rushing around and feel like I have to make this special, I have to make this special. When you when you choose and when you decide, I'm going to make Christ my focus and my priority, he is going mm-hmm. to give you some tangible ways to make Christmas special for your family and for those you love Mm -hmm. without you having to be stressed out. We make it a lot harder on ourselves waiting on him. It's not this kind of passive emptying of our mind. It's not a new age waiting. No, no, no. Right. You're what you're advocating for is 
we wait with intentionality and hope and expectancy of what he's going to deposit in us and give us what we need for this season and this season to come. So I just couldn't encourage you enough, guys, get embracing Advent. You have time to get it. You have time to get it before Thanksgiving. You're going to be all situated. Like Jen's saying, go through your calendar, figure Mm -hmm. out what needs to shift here and there, find your time, your place. This is your tool for this season. Um, I want to ask you one more thing though, before we close, because you know, all four of these weeks are so impactful, but for me, my first Bible study was finding joy. And I know, you know, it's a study on, Mm -hmm. you actually have one of your days in the joy section is called, well, their whole section is choose joy, which I love because joy is a choice and joy is not happiness. So I'd like you to speak to what the difference is between those two things. Why joy is so crucial for us to choose, especially at this Christmas season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you kind of, you touched on this joy and happiness are not the same. Yeah. And I think that, that often, um, particularly with, with a secular Christmas view, it's like, um, be joyful makes us think that we're happy or that the circumstances around us like joyful is like you know the car with the bow on it in the driveway in the commercial on tv right right um but i actually i love this definition of joy that um let me just find real Kay warren has a definition of joy that i just love she says it is the settled assurance that god is in control of all the details of my life Mm. the quiet confidence that ultimately ultimately everything is going to be all right. Mm. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So this idea, again, just really quick, the settled assurance, God's in control, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything's going to be all right. And we talked about this already, like part of Advent is, is that looking ahead, like Jesus is going to make things right. That's even here in the world one day. Right. And then the determined choice to praise God. So I think a, a big part of, of finding joy, and again, that, that action step that we take is choosing to praise him, yeah. choosing to acknowledge that he is good. He is whole, even in our hardest circumstances, mm. he is good. He is holy. Yes. He is sovereign. Mm. And um, when we when we look to those things for our joy versus the so the many things that are trying to catch our attention during the Christmas season mm. um, and really contemplate like, oh, that's where our joy is. I love listening. Um, I talk about this in one of the devotionals. Um, when we're going through the Christmas season, you know, you're in the car, you're in the store, you're cooking in the kitchen. We hear Christmas carols all the time, right? They're like, nice. they'll start on the radio stations, usually November 1st, right? So probably already <laughs> starting to hear them. But um, as it is with a lot of things that we hear often, we stop listening, right? But if we go back and we listen to some of these carols and we listen to the, to the words like joy to the world, the Lord has come. You know, he has come as a baby in a manger because he loves us and came to dwell with us and came to die for us and sacrifice for us so that we could have life with him, like abundant life. Yeah. Um, that is, that is where we find our joy. Mm-hmm. And the other things pale when that is where we are focused. 
That's so good. When you were saying that, I was thinking when I go through that, I'm going to take maybe a verse of a Christmas carol each day and either just Mm. sing it or read it or write it, you know, in the book, because you're right. It it just becomes background noise. Christmas becomes a blur. The words of these lyrics become background noise and we don't embrace like even silent night, all is calm. Like when Mm -hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? And stopping and praying into that God, I don't feel calm. Mm. I thank you that all is calm with you. And that Mm. when I relinquish all of this, release Mm. my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, I can rest in you and find that peace Mm -hmm. and find that joy. So this really is an invitation for you to reset rhythms, which what a better time to do that than right. Let's not wait for a new year's resolution, right? Decide Now I'm going to start to establish a new rhythm. And then when you finish embracing Advent, you'll just be ready to go ahead and move on into a new season in January, mm-hmm. but you've developed a rhythm of spending time with the Lord, of listening to for him, of embracing what he's trying to say to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's a pattern we want to carry through life. That's Absolutely. not just a Christmas Absolutely. pattern. Yep. So, so Jen, tell us where you want them to go get the book Oh yeah. and how they can connect with you. I'm going to put it in my show notes as well. So they can just click on the link. Yeah. So the easiest thing to do is if you go to my website, which is www.jenledwig.com, that has links to all sorts of extras and bits. So getting the book that's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you can order it through your local bookstore if that's how you prefer to do it. Um, Also, if you can follow me at Embracing Advent, that's both on Instagram and Facebook. I hope to be sharing bits of encouragement throughout this whole season. And finally, for those of you who use the YouVersion Bible app, the first week of devotionals, Hold On to Hope, are available on there as a seven-day devotional to start the Advent season. Oh, I love that. So they can go ahead and get that download yeah. now. And yeah. I'm going to take a peek. There. Yeah, absolutely. Take a peek, guys. It's so good. It's it's, it's accessible and doable during your Christmas season. I know you might be thinking, oh, I can't fit one more thing. This is the one right. thing that we like, mm. like Mary, this is the one thing, all the other yeah. things seek first the kingdom of God. And then all the other things, mm-hmm. um, and you'll, he'll, you'll also get wisdom in your quiet time with the Lord of what you can let go of. Like mm-hmm. not everything needs to just, some stuff is just not going to get yeah. done during the Christmas yeah. season. And it's okay. Yeah. Like yep. let it go. I just started grad school. I know you graduated with a grad degree yep. and like, I've just had to reprioritize some things and find mm-hmm. a new rhythm because it's a lot, it's a lot to read. Yep. It's a lot of content to take in, but it's just for a season. And I keep mm-hmm. telling myself that this is not yes. forever. So just, you know, yeah, right yeah. now, what do you need to let go of so that you can make sure you Absolutely. prioritize and don't lose yourself. Don't yep. lose your peace. Don't, that's why we're focusing on body, mind, soul right here before Christmas. Don't lose your, your peace and your joy and let Christmas just become a blur. And in our welcoming, we lose the reason that we welcomed him in the first place. So Mm -hmm. Jen, your voice is so needed. And I love this. I have never sat and talked with anyone about Advent before. So it's, I'm learning and growing and it's be, you know, beyond just a chocolate calendar. This is a whole thing that we can encounter Jesus. He's Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. He's God with us. And we can 
you know, just breathe in his presence in a new way at this Christmas season. So Jen's going to pray over us in just a moment, guys. But before we do, Jen, would you um, just answer this question? I'm so curious to know. It might be Martha from what you said, (laughs) but other than Jesus, who is this person in the Bible that's inspired you to make life matter? Oh, well, you named it. It's, it's actually, I couldn't choose. It's Mary and Martha. I can see why. Yeah. Cause they're both, they're both extraordinary in their own ways. They are. And I strongly believe, I said this earlier that, um, my being a doer isn't a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's part of my gifting. Like if you, if you speak to others, like I've, I've worked in planning for years, it's, it's been beneficial in the church ministry and other places in my family life. But, um, like Martha and for myself, I think that sometimes our strengths can be our greatest weaknesses, like the things that we, um, excel in. And I'm going to guess that for Mary, you know, um, this was one of her shining moments, but there are probably times where her lack of doing yeah. <laughs> might've been like her weakness. Right. But in this story, we're hearing about Martha, her reminder, I would love to meet her because I would love to say to her, like, was this life changing for you? Like, like the way it is for me when I like, this was life changing for me, oh, this wow. particular story and how it made me see my own um, way of approaching things, my own doing and the, the way that, um, in my effort to embrace Christmas, I was missing out. Right. So I would love to talk to her and be like, was that, was that mind boggling to you too? Like, was that a a whole shift for you after you had that conversation with Jesus, after he called you out a little bit, like that change, how you approach things. And, and I'd also just love to know more. Um, the reason I say Mary too, is I want to be like, what was he saying? (laughs) We only have five verses here. We don't know this conversation. That's (laughs) like, you were glued to his, you know, being at his feet. Like, what was he saying? This is such a brief little passage that has such meaning, but I'm like, I would love to know more about what, I mean, this probably took place over hours, right? I love that. Hey, I love food. What were they eating? What was Martha right. making? What was she cooking? <laughs> yeah. So that is some recipes. I think too, you mentioned it, anything that we excel at can also have an excess. Mm-hmm. So when we let in, we let an area of strength and, and it's, and it's happening in excess, it can actually mm-hmm. end up working against us. And mm-hmm. Christmas tends to ratchet that up, whatever we have sure. to be really good at, Maybe our thing is cookies and everybody wants us to make cookies for them. Well, then we're just drowning, you know, and yes. And cookie dough. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, make, I have a friend that makes bows and she loves to wrap gifts and I'm not as great at that, but, or, or just serving or whatever it might be. We just have to be aware. Yep. Whatever our strength or what we excel at in excess can become a weakness. So that's so helpful. So just have awareness this Christmas season that I want to do this differently. I Mm -hmm. don't want to just let this be a a blur. And like you said, we just somehow collapse on January 1st. We don't know how we got there. (laughs) Let's just, you know, take time and be mindful Mm -hmm. of the way that we are going through this Christmas season. Embracing Advent is her book. Jen, thank you. Thank you for guiding us. I feel like you're just a wise sage that's like guiding us Christmas season. And so I'm so helpful. I'm going to be sharing um, throughout the Christmas season, just about this book and here and there throughout 
um, December, just encouraging people to experience Advent, embrace it and encourage them to connect with your book. Cause I think it's a needed tool. You said it's one of those tools that we can use. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much guys. The, the show notes are in, I mean, the links are in my show notes So be sure that you get a copy and uh, your soul will thank you. Your body, your mind will thank you as you embrace this time with him above everything else. We know you have to get all the things done. Right. And, and it will get done or if it doesn't get done. It's okay. Then you just let that go. But we don't want to let go of is our, our time with the Lord and centering our hearts and our minds with him. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, Jen, for sharing yeah. with us today. And I just want to invite you to pray over yeah. our listeners as we close this time. Absolutely. Father God, as we are moving into this Advent season, as we are planning to celebrate your coming into the world, as we prepare our hearts and our minds and our physical spaces to welcome you, we ask that you would draw near to us in new ways. Let us hear from you clearly. Let us find time to be sitting at your feet and be focused entirely on you. Guide us as we spend time with our family, as we attend parties with friends, as we serve at our churches and do all the things that come with the season. Um, God, let us come to you each day, ready to receive the gifts of hope and peace and joy and love that you have for us. Let us be uh, filled up with these things as we meet with you so that we can share them and be overflowing to our family and to our neighbors. Let us spend these days full of awe and thankfulness for who you are and for what you have done. We commit these weeks to you. We commit our lives to you. May we spend our time in ways that glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com. Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.